Welcome back, folks. Glad to have you here. WBT News Talk 1110-993. You want to get on the conversation, 704-570-1110. The voice sounds a little different. This is Chad Adams sitting in for Pete Counter. Appreciate the opportunity to be here in the chair, so to speak. We do get guests that come through. Now, I may not be exactly where they are, but we have a very special guest, and I want to give a little background. Dale Falwell has been a personal friend for many years. He is an incredible state treasurer. I'm saying this. He didn't. This is not provoked. I've known him. I knew him when he was a legislator. I knew him when he challenged his own party on several fronts. He's always been a principal conservative. He is a, an understated guy in many ways. Carries I just consistently has been probably one of the most tireless state treasurers we've ever had. And I know you know he's sitting in the studio, kind of rolling his eyes at me, likely. But uh, Dale Falwell, our state treasurer, with us now as we are confronting in North Carolina a true health care problem. And it's not that we don't have great doctors or nurses. We have a horrific system that is that is escalating costs beyond that which companies can afford. Self-insured companies are getting crushed. The state is a self-insured company in many respects with retirees. Uh, these, these, these cartels have been created, these massive hospital systems. Rural hospitals are closing. The big hospitals are buying up. There's less competition. We have a certificate of need process. <gasps> I could go on. But with that, with all that being said, I want to introduce Dale Falwell. Welcome to the show. How the heck are you today, uh, Treasurer? I'm doing great, Chad. Thank you for having me and Ryan. And you know, it's uh, you know how to really whipsaw your audience. You talked about nice hair and kind and gentle a few moments ago, and then you, boom, you put me in the show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, you're one of the toughest dudes I know. This is someone. By the way, a lot of folks don't know, don't realize you've raced motorcycles your entire life. 45 and, years. And, and, and you're now, you're a, a few years older than me, and you still you still hop on one of these things and still do the jumps and the turns and still wreck a motorcycle every now and then. Do you not? Well, you know what they say, you either living or you're dying. <laughs> you know what? There's so much truth to that, and it's hard for us to live in the moment, but I think you do a remarkable job. Uh, the, the tragedies and misfortunes of life, the beauty of life, so many people you know, they don't really realize it when the moments are great until they're reflecting on it, but you live it. And work. I've never. And also, you you get to how many? How many? You got like fourteen appointments today. Is that what I heard? And uh, you know, Ryan's having a great day because I brought him one of Cynthia's homemade double chocolate Ghirardelli brownies. And I didn't get one because I'm in the land of far, far away. I've had them, and and they're not special brownies, Ryan. They're normal brownies. Okay, but they are fantastically good. So, having said that, you know, I'm I'm looking around the state. Josh Stein was in in I believe Sanford, uh, North Carolina, my old stomping ground, where I was a county commissioner long ago. And he's, he's, he gathers these political and healthcare officials, and he's having this big discussion about healthcare consolidation. Now, it's bizarre to me because Josh Stein, and it's so funny, everyone in that room agreed that healthcare costs are going up. Everyone agreed that hospital consolidation is a bad idea. Everyone agreed that rural hospitals are closing and there's less competition. No one suggested any way to solve that problem. Even Blue Cross Blue Shield, which, you know, tried to tell us that the Affordable Care Act was going to save money, it hasn't. It's far more expensive, and it's crushing uh, state employees and, and, and the ability for the state. We, we get hit hard enough with our own companies, but you as the state treasurer manage one of the largest pools of money in the world. And, and how is this affecting you guys? Well, it's affecting us in a very negative way. And, you know, cartel for your listeners in the Webster's Dictionary is defined as an association which is formed to restrict competition and or raise prices. That's exactly what's happening in North Carolina. And I'm not sure what Attorney General Stein did yesterday, but I do know that there's only one fingerprint on the cartelization of health care in North Carolina over the last four years, and it's his fingerprint. 
So he can have all the summits and all the conferences he wants. But the fact is, until we get rid of secret contracts, push the power to the consumer, tell them what health care costs, the cartel is going to get even more powerful on top of the fact that not only do they control the price and the access, they control the supply through something called a certificate of need, yes. which the acronym is CON. In that law, uh, several states are, have started the process of trying to overturn those laws. The certificate of need law, alive and well here in North Carolina, has been a problem for some time because it limits competition. Competition in healthcare is good. If if you only had one dentist to go to in your town, you would he could charge whatever he wanted to. He can raise the prices on you. He doesn't even have to provide that great a service. You probably know little, very little about the kind of service he's providing you. But if you have multiple dentists, same thing with plastic surgeons with LASIK eye surgery. When you have competition, competition is good. Lowers prices, creates more diversity of options. It creates a, a higher level of service. But in in our healthcare system in North Carolina, it's becoming you know, many people who are worried about socialized health care, as they should be, aren't looking at what's going on un- under their noses, which is, like you said, these giant cartels that have bought up doctors and doctor practices, limited competition, and they have coverage from the North Carolina General Assembly and the attorney general and the governor to give them political cover to say, keep on screwing us over. Keep on charging whatever you want. Here's what Josh Stein, the state attorney general, said, and I want you to comment on this, Dale. He said, what we need, and this is to me, says nothing. What we need to do is have a very clear standard of review that my office can engage in, no matter what kind of transaction it is, where we can put the interest of the patient at the very top, because right now that's not the fundamental question that's asked when these transactions go forward. That statement says nothing about solving this problem. Nothing. Well, I agree. And let's not, let's not leave out the female dentist in the state when you talk about the dentist. So, uh, But anyway, going back to your point, is you're exactly right. And you know, every time that someone like myself challenges an assumption or tries to ask a question that hasn't been asked before, you know, folks like him just call it political. And the yes. people of this state do not care what political party you're a member of, they know what gender you are or what color that you are. They just want their problem solved. And for 20% of someone's income to be going towards something they don't understand, they would rather not consume. That would mean they weren't sick. When they try to inquire what it's going to cost, they're told it's none of their business. And then when they don't pay the bill, they have the opportunity to have their credit rating destroyed. There's something wrong about that. And as I said earlier, there's only one person whose fingerprint is on these transactions over the last four years. And, and, And presumptive, by the way, Attorney General Josh Stein, they don't call the AG the aspiring governor for nothing. Uh, many have, have, have gone from that slot right in, you know, Mike Easley went from that slot, attorney general to governor. Uh, certainly Roy Cooper did. Now we've got in the, in, in, in the side, so to speak, we've got Josh Stein, the aspiring governor of the state of North Carolina. So he's saying all these things, prepping, trying not to make enemies in this circle while acting to the public, like he's doing something. But no one seems to know what it is he's doing. We've got to take a break here. We're going to keep State Treasurer Dale Falwell in for the next segment. We've got much more to discuss with him here at News Talk 1110-993. Chad Adams sitting in for Pete Callender. He's off today. Living the American dream. With us right now, Dale Falwell, State Treasurer, sitting in the studio with us. Glad to have you listening. As always, the rules when, when I'm hosting is that callers always come first. Dale, uh, we want to get back to the, the health care this, and this caller connects to something else that's near and dear to your heart. Jeff, welcome to the show today. How you doing? You want to talk about, 
I'm doing fantastic. And you're calling about that NC Cash, which the state treasurer has also pushed out there with all this unclaimed money. So go ahead. How are you? Well, well, my, my question is this. I, I was looking at that site the other day, and I found seven entries for my mother. And my mother is deceased of 16 years. Mm-hmm. So I actually called, um, I guess it was the NC Treasury. I called the, the number, and I was told that the only way that that cash could be claimed was if you opened her estate again. Right. And, and that's, that's the most foolish answer I've ever heard. Because if you can't claim it, where does it go? Back to the state? It doesn't belong to the state. Sure. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. This is the state treasurer. Uh, that is not a rule we put in place. Uh, that's uh, determined by the clerk of courts. Uh, and we constantly try to work on with the clerk of courts on try to how to make this process easier and less costly for folks like you to go through the process. And uh, I'm going to get your number from Ryan. And uh, I will have somebody from the treasurer's office call you back when I get back to Raleigh. That would be great. Yeah, but but you know, uh, sometimes uh, I mean I, I have I'm standing on the shoulders of our public servants, and uh, you may say it sounds foolish, but that's that's what the law says. You cannot claim something for someone who's deceased unless the estate is either open. Well, it's I'm, still I mean, open. I, yeah, I, yeah. I understand what you're saying, yeah. but at the same time, it sounds to me like the state of North Carolina is is laying claim to it. Well, that's these uh, these uh, escheat laws are actually nationwide because every state has one, and we are in compliance. But the fact is, is that trying to get an answer to your question uh, is something that I'm very interested in. I will have somebody reach back out to you. I mean, it just it seems to me. Of course, I, I don't know all the inner workings, but it seems to me if this is about taxable income or about taxes based on the amount that you guys are holding. It's not about that at all. The money stays there forever. And the, and the general, well, and, the general and, and assembly doesn't ne- get it. That way you really never clear the book. Yes. We uh, we're, we have $912 million sitting in, in NC Cash, but we have about a billion and a half dollars worth of liability on NC Cash because of the last many years the general assembly has taken uh, between 40 and $60 million a year out of NC Cash in order for for veteran scholarships. Well, I, I you know I, that that's a problem as well. Okay. Um, if, especially if they're pulling from funds that don't belong to them. Well, but, yeah, I would I would love to I would love to speak with someone and see if there's a, a different route that can be taking uh, that we should be taking here. Well, thank you, and as I said, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, there's not a different route, but I'm we are constantly working with the clerk of, clerk of courts across North Carolina to try to figure out how we can make this easier and more efficient. Less so costly. I, I guess, I guess what you're telling me, I, I've never seen this in the 16 years it's been on there. I was told this year, Hey, you need to take a look. So if, if that money's going to sit there 10 years from today, if I look again, it's going to still be there. Is that correct? Yes. We have money that's been sitting, sitting there for 50 years. Isn't that amazing, and, Jeff? I mean, at unclaimed money that the, the state doesn't get, it just sits there and has to be managed and looked for until someone can legally, you know, say they have they have the ability to have access to it. Yeah, we've uh, we've broken all records. We've uh, paid out seventy three million dollars out of NC Cash over the last uh, fiscal year to over one hundred twenty five thousand people. We have the potential of doubling that this year because we've we're doing nccashmatch.com, uh, where we're automatically sending people money to people that where everything lines up automatically. And at the uh, at the end of the day, we are trying to 
even double the amount of money we sent out last year because we're in the check delivery business. And, Chad, most people think about that in terms of the health care, pension, and pharmaceutical benefits for those that teach, protect, and serve. But getting money back out to folks through uh, NC Cash is also part of being in the check delivery business. And it's the first time that someone's really pushed that. I mean, no other treasurer that I know of ever pushed that before. So I appreciate that. Jeff, thank you for the call, man. And and hope you get your situation resolved, all right? Now, uh, Mr. Treasurer, you know, we were talking about the health care system. And by the way, nccash.com. If you, if you think some of that money might be yours, nccash.com. You can fill out your name, information, and, and you'll see if it's there. It's, it's one of the easiest websites to navigate. You'll be surprised. You'll really be surprised. And you might be surprised that you have money out there that you didn't know about. So how much is out there right now, Dale? Uh, $940 million. And, you know, last year we gave money to the Panthers. The Panthers gave it to the Domestic Abuse Alliance here in Charlotte. They had money there. Three of the five reporters who cover the story had money there. And uh, last uh, two months ago, we gave money to the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And they donated the money to uh, the children's uh, Speedway Children's Charities. They had money there. And at uh, 2.30 today, we're giving money to the Charlotte rugby team, who has money sitting at nccash.com. So it's not just individuals. It's also nonprofits, churches, and businesses. Well, I appreciate that. And appreciate the update for folks listening. Now, you know, going back to this, the, the healthcare situation, again, we have great healthcare. We have wonderful hospitals. Uh, we have uh, care. But the problem is, you know, the Affordable Care Act did nothing to make health care more affordable. In fact, prices have escalated dramatically, sometimes going up 10, 12, 15 percent per year. It's to the point that the Kaiser Foundation says that almost all health care plans that are uh, put forth by self-funded companies are uh, are unable to move forward. Twenty-three percent of an employee's compensation now is eaten up by health care costs, not, not the cost of health care, but the cost of health insurance, which has escalated dramatically as well. We've got to get to the point where we have some competition out there. You know, people going to hospitals, self-insured. I, I saw an, an article. It was actually Jim Bergen, a Republican from Harnett County Center that was at the meeting with Josh Stein, who was talking about that Medicaid, they want to, the only real solution is to expand Medicaid, government spending, not looking at competition. They never look at competition. It's, it's like everything goes toward government answer to this. What are your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts are that uh – there's enough money being spent on health care in North Carolina that we have a real opportunity to get it right. And I know that uh, I'm sitting here as part of the torso of North Carolina in the Charlotte area and going up through the triad, the triangle, and then skipping over in some respects to Wilmington and Asheville. Uh, but at the end of the day, if we were known as the state with transparent health care, given what Harlan Bowles said 35 years ago, State Alter Beth Wood said 12 years ago, Bill Gates said 14 years ago, or Warren Buffett, or even Senator Elizabeth Warren, if we were known as the state with transparent health care, it would be an economic gold rush for our state, not just for the torso of North Carolina, but for the legs, arms, toes, and fingers, uh, mainly, mainly rural North Carolina. Very well said. And and we do not have transparency in billing. I, I, Dale knows I do some peripheral, I do some work with another company that does deal with medical travel. Very transparent. We have found that in every state in the country, there's almost non, no existence of transparent billing and easy to understand billing. And so there is competition, but you often have to import it. You have to go to a different market and compare it to the market you're in and get it. But Dale, thank you for being a part of the broadcast today. I know you're busy. You got like 12, 14 appointments. Some you've already uh, had this morning and more to go. So Dale, thanks for being a part of the show. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, thank you for informing people about these important subjects, not just affirming how they may already think. Thank you.